Hi, I'm Pastor Corey, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that path. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. Some of you get extra credit if you notice in the uh, grad bulletin that you got this morning, some people pick that verse as their favorite Bible verse, so extra credit to those of you who did that. Um, on the walls of the youth suites, there are two written messages, and neither of them were chosen by mistake. They are very intentional. In the high school suite, it says very simply, love God, love others which is my gross oversimplification of Jesus' answer to the question of which are the most important commandments in all of Scripture. Love God and love others. This is what Jesus tells us are the most important things in life. So I want every high school graduate to have that message burned into their minds and hearts by the time they graduate. And in the middle school youth suite, the wall reads part of our scripture from this morning, Joshua 1.9, where God commands Joshua to be strong and courageous and not to be fearful or discouraged because God will always be with him wherever he goes. I can't think of a more terrifying time than middle school, so that's why that verse is on that wall. But going off to college or going off to grad school or starting a new career or a new job, those things are all pretty exciting, but they can be pretty scary too, so I think it fits as well. Luckily in the Bible, there are actually several stories of graduates, people who are taking their next steps. And the first one who came to mind to me was Joshua. Uh, when we think of the book of Exodus, most of us think of Moses right away, but Joshua was right there along with them for the majority of it, just in the background. Joshua grew up as a slave in Egypt. He watched as God used Moses and the ten plagues to free the Israelites from slavery. Joshua, too, walked through the parted waters of the Red Sea, and through the desert he followed God's presence in the pillar of fire and smoke. He, too, got hungry and thirsty in the desert, and he drank water from the rock, and he ate bread from heaven. And he alone was the one who went with Moses up on Mount Sinai to receive the tablets from God. After 40 years in the desert, Joshua was the one who crossed over into the promised land to scout it out for his people and his tribe. Joshua went through quite a bit. He lived quite the life. But it wasn't until Moses died and he became the leader that he really had to step up. As they moved out of the desert and into the promised land of Canaan, full of dangers for him and his family and his people, Josh graduated, Joshua, sorry, Joshua graduated from faithful, spunky, up-and-coming Moses' shadow to the leader of all of Israel. Now, that is a tall order. That is quite the graduation. But he's not alone. The disciples also had a graduation of their own. For three years, they followed Jesus around from town to town, listening to him preach, watching him heal and perform other miracles, receiving his instructions and his encouragement. 
Jesus was training them for a purpose. Jesus knew that he would not be around forever, and he needed people to carry on the gospel, that he was God's son who is sent to save all of humanity through God's love, exemplified in his life, death, and resurrection. And so on the night that Jesus was arrested, when he was having his last meal with the disciples, he again reminded them of their mission to love God and love others with everything that they had. And he told them that they would be graduating very soon to carry on his work once he went where they could not follow. Finally, there's Timothy. Paul was possibly the greatest evangelist in all of the early church, traveling from town to town, expanding God's family by sharing the love of God with everyone, regardless of their background. He loved generously and boldly, and families of faith were born wherever he went. But now, Paul had been arrested for the second time by the Romans, and this time he suspected that it would be for good and his life and his ministry would soon be at its end. Timothy was one of Paul's most faithful protégés, one who had traveled with him from town to town, spreading the gospel, and he had since gone out on his own. And so Paul shared some words with him, his final words of blessing and wisdom, before he passed that baton on to Timothy, before Timothy graduated. So we have Joshua, We have the disciples, we have Timothy, and all of them are stepping forward, all of them graduating into the next step in their journeys. And what were each of them told? To Joshua, three times God tells Joshua to be strong and courageous, the last time doing so emphatically, but with the encouragement and the reassurance that he would be with him wherever he goes. And to the disciples, Jesus sends them forth on a mission, but first he promises them a helper, the Holy Spirit, who will be with them always, strengthening them, encouraging them, and guiding them. And to Timothy, Paul reminds him that the Holy Spirit is with him always. So because of that, he does not have to be timid or afraid, but Timothy can live boldly for God. Three graduates, one message. Be strong and courageous, for God is with you wherever you go. So to you, our graduates, and anyone here who is graduating in some way, taking a new step into a new chapter of life, I pass on the same message. Be strong and courageous, for God is with you wherever you go even if it's to NC State. That was going to be a Duke joke, but Elon made me change it, so sorry, NC State people. But for real, God is with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. But remember what's on the high school suite as well. Don't be strong and courageous so that you can get good grades Don't be strong and courageous so you can get the best job. Don't be strong and courageous for accolades or for wealth or acceptance or any other measure that our world gives us to try to measure success or try to promise us happiness. God doesn't tell us to be strong and courageous so that we can be successful or happy. He tells us to be strong 
and courageous so that we can love him and we can love others with everything that we have. It takes strength and courage to love others well. Oftentimes, it means going against the current of your surroundings. It can put you in physical danger. It can strengthen your personal security, wealth, and stature in society. And loving boldly and generously almost, almost has to mean being vulnerable and sacrificing for others. And yet, though your adventures are just beginning, I have witnessed so many of you already loving boldly and generously. I've seen you dripping sweat as you plastered drywall on a 97-degree day on a house, in a house without air conditioning so that people who need a place to stay can have a dry roof over their heads. I've seen you make the wise decision to take a longer lunch in the Jamaican heat, not to rest, but to embrace a small child so that they knew that this group who had traveled all these miles weren't just building a kitchen to build a kitchen, but so that that child would know that people who are united by the love of Jesus can truly and genuinely care and love for one another. I've seen you throw off societal norms to discover who you really are as beloved children of God. And I've seen you boldly live out your individuality, trailblazing for others so that they may too know and see and believe that they are loved by God even if they are different. I've seen you reach out with open arms to those who just need a little extra care, those experiencing homelessness, families affected by child abuse, elders in nursing homes far away from their families, children without the care that they deserve, or even just a classmate feeling lonely and in need of a friend. I've seen you sit by those people. I've seen you give them listening ears, smiles, and reassuring hugs. All of those acts of love took courage and bravery. As I look back on the last seven years with all of you, I will absolutely remember all the inside jokes. I will remember Todd, dear sweet Todd. I'll remember playing spoons with fingers, and I will remember donuts and donuts and oh, so many more donuts. But the memories that will stick with me the most are the ones where I've seen you live out your call to love God and love others boldly and generously. And what makes me most excited about your futures is seeing how you will continue to use all of your scalents, that's skills and talents, to keep loving God and loving others boldly and generously. Because what has enabled you to do that in the past is what is going to enable you to continue to do that in the future. Hopefully, one of the things that enabled you to go out and love boldly already is the knowledge that this family of believers is here for you, to love you and support you and to encourage you. And there is no graduating from family. We will always be here with you. But as you move forward, we also want to encourage you to expand that church family to find a group of believers wherever you go who will learn to love you and encourage you as much as we have. And of course, most importantly, we pray that as you move forward, 
you would believe not just in your head, but to the depths of your hearts that God is going with you. His presence is with you. His love and his grace is with you. Keep drinking it in and pouring it out. Strive to see the world through God's eyes. Look for more opportunities to love boldly and courageously and recognize others through his eyes. Many broken people, but all deserving and worthy of his love. And when you get tired, and you are going to get tired in college, rest in his presence and love for you before going out and loving courageously all over again. The next four years are going to be an absolute whirlwind for you. And it can be easy to be caught up in grades, internships, interviews, athletics, clubs, and all the fun that goes around with college. And if you're off to grad school or your first job, it is no different. Starting a new career is not easy and can seem all-consuming. Remind yourselves of God's presence in your lives. Rest in it and be guided by it. Success will never be your grades or your paycheck or your job. You were created for so much more. Love God and love others with everything that you've got. Be strong and courageous as you love others boldly and generously. We're here for you, but God is going with you wherever you go. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you again for this group of young people and putting us in their lives and letting us be a small part of it. God, the only reason that I feel comfortable sending them is knowing that you are going with them. So I just pray that you would make your presence in their lives real to them, that you would remind them of it each and every day, that they would be transformed by your love. And that that loving transformation would be, mean boldness and courage to love you back, but also to love others, to go out of their ways, to find opportunities to love. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.